Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven days. Yeah, it's another nice day. I swear, though, that sky, I, I feel like it's moving. I, I know everybody's saying, like, no, it's it's this, you know, that portion of the sky is now completely blank and white now, but it, I, I feel like I'm the only one seeing it slowly move. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Anyways, travelers, Wingrove's over there waiting for you. Greetings, there, travelers. Welcome back. It's me, Wing of a Gimbal, famous name bad. I'm just here to tell you a great story. Oh, I'm so excited to tell you the story. Oh, what MZ has going on is unbelievable. Uh, having their the mother be the, the gift Yankee Lich Queen. Oh my god. Talk about awkward birthdays. Here you are, my dear son. I got you an undead gift Yankee soldier. This was a hero to a people and I ate their soul. Surprise! You know, like, oh my goodness, that must have been tough. Oh, um, I have this thing here. BattleBards sent in package for us. Let's just open it up. What do we have? Oh, it's a... It's a sword? Hey, it's me, Darkblade. What? Yeah, that's right. You're probably thinking, whoa, Darkblade, what are you doing here? And why do you look so magnificent? Hmm, I get that all the time. I wasn't thinking that- Don't worry. I'm here to talk to you about battle bards. If you want amazing sounds to truly bring out the darkness in your heart, if you want epic music to lift you up to glory as you slice your way through your enemies in front of you, head on over to BattleBards.com. Okay, are you good? Am I good? No, I'm never good. I'm Darkblade. I'm fighting. Fighting the good fight for everyone. Uh, okay, I I'm just gonna set you down right here on the counter. All right. Sorry about that, travelers. <laughs> um, I, I never met a talking sword before. Is it there a dark? I thought somebody else was Darkblade. I thought there was a person. I'm confused. All right, travelers. We got some mail. But I will not be the one talking to you about this. Instead, we're going to hand it on over. Thanks, Wingover. Well, this review... Uh, I'm stepping in to read it because there's there's some heavier stuff in it, and uh, I think it's important to to have a conversation about the the review. So I'm just gonna go ahead and jump in and read it, and then we'll talk about it after. Could have been five stars, four to five stars. I guess I should have written a review long before episode 98. Parentheses. I'm lame. The reason I decided now is because after 97 plus episodes, they decided to get on board with Black Lives Matter. I don't need to be lectured. I come here to get away from the stupidity of life, not to have your uninformed opinion shoved into my face. Just stick with what you know. You're quite good at it. Otherwise, here's the actual review. Great voices, weird humor, and a great story with unbelievable twists. Not 
family friendly. If you already listen to the usual D&D podcasts, this is a great addition to that list. Alright, uh, first off, thanks for sending in this review. Because this allows us to have a conversation. And I hope, I really do hope, that you take something positive away from this. Because that's what I want this to be. I want this to be a, a teachable moment. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But that doesn't mean your opinion cannot be wrong, especially when it involves human rights and the value of human life. I disagree that Black Lives Matter is a part of the stupidity of every day. It's stupid that we have to have it. I can agree with that. But this world sucks, and we need to fix it. This is an important human rights movement. The sooner we accept this, the sooner we can fix our broken system. I took the time long ago to educate myself, and I will use my platform to stand up what I believe in. Yes, this is a D&D podcast. And yes, people come here for, like you said, a great story. And I'm glad people do, and I'm glad people are enjoying it. That makes me happy. But behind these characters, behind this story, are people. One of the players on Battle of the Chosen Few, and I'm sure you know who, has had to deal with racism many times. I've witnessed it happening to him. I've talked to him about it. And I've seen it happen to so many other people here. Movements like Black Lives Matter are there to dismantle the racism we've been sitting on for so long so people don't have to deal with this. I love my country, but I would be a damn fool for sitting here and saying that Canada is some perfect haven where people aren't racist. Generations of my family had their culture stripped from them in the residential schools here in Canada. We've had our fair share of atrocities that are going to stain our country forever. But that doesn't mean we have to keep living and abiding by them. It's time for a change, and it's time to make things right. When you see millions of people marching in the street in your country, telling you of the horrific conditions that they've had to live by, the fear the oppression, the murdering. That should reach your heart, not cause you to pull back. And if the rioting, that kind of stuff was the thing that bothered you, riots are the language of the unheard. I mean, that's a quote you should have heard many times. Think about it. You've listened to how many of these D&D stories? How many tabletop games? A group of people are constantly systematically abused, oppressed, killed. And every time they go, look what's happening to us, everyone goes, ah, stop making such a big deal about it. And then they do it again. What do you think would happen if you were listening to a D&D story about that? You probably have heroes rising up, leading the people. There would be destruction. They'd probably end up killing a bunch of people. That's the bad situation. The riots you saw 
was generations upon generations of pain. And here's the thing. The vast, vast majority of these protests in this human rights movement have been peaceful. A lot of this fighting comes from the law enforcement that steps in and they end up using ridiculous amounts of violence resulting in permanent injury, death, trauma. And that's what the country decided to do because the country is built on the bones of racism. The sooner we understand this, the sooner we can fix the problem. When you see a human rights movement, do not look at it as a part of the quote-unquote stupidity of day-to-day. Look at it as an opportunity to help the world be a better and safer place for everyone. This isn't about you. This isn't about me. This is about those who are suffering right in front of us. And we are given an opportunity to do something. Now, if you still think that these actual play podcasts are not the place to have these kind of conversations, look at what we have in Ballad. The stupidity, quote unquote, of our day to day is in our games and always has been. Ballad's never shied away from human rights issues. The Church of the Shining God is based off of the many toxic dealings me and many others have had with Christianity. I killed the nobles of Waterdeep to make a point about wealth disparity and how in Waterdeep they glorify it. I had religious leaders in Ballad of the Chosen Few turn their followers into monsters to show religion's abuse of power in seeing people nothing more than a resource. We have always told a story about the difficulties that people face in their day-to-day. I'm using my platform for what I believe is right. And yes, we've had things where we've tried to help inform people about problematic behaviors that we stick with and we don't even realize we're doing. It's important to realize you're messing up and then it's on you to correct it. The sooner we accept the reality of our world and see racism for what it is, the sooner we can all work together united and bring about a true equality and safety for everyone. Now I'm grateful you reached out and gave us the opportunity to have this conversation. I do hope you take something from this. I hope you take the time to educate yourself, research what's going on, and empathize with generations of suffering. And think about what small actions you can do to help. Now, I've taken up everyone's time. I do hope that people at least are thinking about this. At the very least. Get that ball rolling. Now, on to another very good episode of Bow to the Seven Dice. I present to you All Hail Prince Emsi, Part 2.
Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger, and Chosen Blood. Previously on Battle of Seven Dice, our dear Gift Yankee Prince Emzy had come back home to tune her off and enjoyed a lovely family dinner and had his mother pry through his memories trying to figure out what he's been up to and what his friends were doing. After scooping through Emzy's mind, she determined that she was going to send Emzy off to help out with the hive. After all, there had been a prophecy built around Emzy apparently. So Emzy took off with a few of his mother's guards and started hunting through the town. Looking around, he, he saw, saw there, there was, was another guest standing behind him, him and the two guards, guards their, their eyes, eyes completely black. black. Looking around, he saw that there was another guest standing behind him and the two guards, their eyes completely black, saying to him, Prince Emzy, thank goodness you've arrived. We must stop your mother. So now you're just standing in this alley. These two guards are motionless behind you. And you're looking at this person. So here's what's going through my head right now. I feel like my mother could be watching this through the undead gift. This is why I was very, I started to feel kind of hesitant there for a second. When you asked me if I wanted a couple guard to come with me, I pictured like a couple. The living guards. Yeah. So they just kind of like cock their head to the side. You can hear like this almost like chittering coming from them. Your mother is close to ascending to godhood. It will not be much more time before she uses the horn. What is the hive? We are protectors. We protect the balance of the multiverse. If I'm going to talk to this person, I I have to get away from the guard. I'm not going to not going to speak around them. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll misty step onto a roof or something. Okay. But kind of like behind the guard, so they don't know where I've gone and they can't see me or anything. But so I'm kind of behind the guard. This thing that's talking to me would still be able to see me if it just kind of looked up a little bit. Okay. Make me a stealth check. Too bad you don't got that cloak that give you advantage. Yeah. Fuck. You have an inspiration you haven't used. Yeah, I'm going to use that. There we go. 22. So you turn into mist and quickly just like move across the ground and up on top of a building. You reappear, crouch down, looking over the edge of this building. You see there's like a few gargoyles that are up. It's very like sharp edges for a lot of these buildings the architecture is a lot of like spikes going up and stuff you're just peering around one as you look down the two undead guards are looking back and forth and they don't seem to see where you are they march towards this gith that is just staring at them and they just cut him down and they're just like hacking him to pieces and you hear behind you that was smart 
and there's a, an older gith, and his eyes are completely black as he's just sitting on top of this roof staring at you. What is going on? Your mother intends to use the horn. We intend to destroy the horn. I think I need the horn. Why? I don't know yet. The horn should not exist. When it was in that vision or whatever that uh, the king in yellow was showing us, it was Dorum that had it? Uh, so Dorum went into the Far Realms, looking uh, clearly looking for someone. And she had found them, and then they, like, talked, and then you saw her and her companions of the Sacred Flame went around through the Far Realms. They killed a creature with a drum, they killed a creature with a harp, and they killed a creature with a horn. And when the final creature was slain and they had the instruments collected, that's when Azathoth appeared above the, uh, above the ground and, like, a tentacle came down, like, they were slowly infected and turned into what they are today. And that horn, uh, just this strange, bizarre creature with many mouths was playing it. Oh, okay. And you were told that you you need to retrieve these instruments to put Azathoth back into its slumber. Right. Okay. There's an ancient entity that needs to be put back into an ancient slumber. The horn cannot be destroyed. It needs to be used. What is the entity? It's an ancient evil. It's just sort of staring at you blankly, this gif. As they get up from their crouch position, they walk on over to the edge of the building. Looking down, you see the two undead guards have left now. There's just this mangled body of a gith down below. Looks back at you. We care not for good or evil. We care for balance. If your mother uses the horn, the balance will be disrupted. And if we don't use the horn, then your balance will be disrupted. You are a chosen. That's right. Hmm. Who do you follow? No one. I see. There, you see, like they're sitting there and they're sort of like chittering to themselves, and they nod. They're like kind of looking up at the sky. And they look back at you. What will you do with the horn? Put an ancient entity back to sleep. Hmm. The horn was used to summon it, and I'm gonna send it back to where it came from. And if I don't, I'm pretty sure it's going to destroy everything. I'm 99% sure it's some sort of eater of worlds or something. We must consult with the Shining God and look into this. What? But we will help you, Prince Enzi. <laughs> Shining God? Yes. All praise. The wonderful and benevolent Shining God. Protector of the mortal beings. Can I make a grapple check quickly? Natural 20. Natural. You got him. So you, like, rush up to this elderly gith and you just grab hold of him. What are you trying to do? Grabbing hold of him with one... one arm. I slam him down onto the ground. And I go and I start bringing my sword out of my other hand that's free. And I say, who is the Shining God? The Shining God is a benevolent being. Drifting throughout the cosmos. They bring peace, they bring prosperity, they destroy the gods. Do you fear the Shining God? You work for Dorum? You work for the Ghoulish One? They work for the Shining God. And so do you? I work with the Shining God. Why shouldn't I kill you right now? Because it'll serve you no purpose. I am connected to millions of my brethren. 
Everything I see, they see. Why shouldn't I kill all of you? Kill Thorum, kill Matthews. All of you are scum. Do you trust the gods, MZ? Do you know that these gods have been resetting reality to certain points to avoid the Mythos Wars? That it's their fault that these creatures are coming into this area? The very aberrations you slay are the sins of the gods. We are going to destroy the gods. No more will they reset reality and destroy the mortals one wave after another. Do you know how many MZs have been born and ripped apart into shreds? Countless. And if the gods of Ur are all killed, what happens then? What happens? Freedom. If the gods are destroyed, the mortals are free to do as they please. Free to take their fate into their own hands. They will not be destroyed and used as pawns. What happens to everyone else once the gods are dead? Does this shining god, does this entity then wreak havoc on everyone else? They die. Their purpose will be fulfilled and they die. They only exist to destroy the gods and then they are gone. As long as the gods exist, the shining god exists. The shining god is an antithesis to godhood. It only exists because of godly divinity. If godly divinity is gone, then it cannot exist. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Mm. Really threw a wrench in everything. We are not bad people. Tragedy occurs. But we aim to protect the mortal race. But the gods aim to use the mortal races against us. The gods do a lot of good. For their own benefit, for their own plans. Because they don't want to die? Self-preservation? Every creature has it. But should the gods be allowed to destroy every creature and remake them just because they make mistakes? Should these creatures not have a will of their own? Control their own destiny? You are your mother's pawn, and you wish to remove her and be free from her. It is no different from us. You wish to save your people from a tyrant that destroys them and consumes them. We are one and the same. I let him go when he says that. He just sits up. He's like still sitting down. His hands are just on his knees. The Chosen are not our enemy. Your benefactor wishes to consume the land. We wish to protect the people. What do you need from me? We need to stop your mother. We need to get the horn. As long as we can get the horn away from your mother, we can decide what to do with it afterwards. They say that the hive has been giving them problems. That you guys are very slippery. You're never alone. Very hard to deal with. Am I the only one you've approached? No. Narmak? Yes. What do you know of him? He desires power. He's insecure. He probably just wants to overthrow my mother so he has the seat. Yes. He wants you gone. Yeah, well, I want him gone. Um... They cock their head a little bit. Not dead. Gone. He doesn't want me to die. Your brother still cares for his people. He has his faults. But genocide is not one of them. So why does he want me gone? 
He does not wish for you to have the throne. I don't want the throne. You just see them nod. I don't care who's on the throne as long as it's someone who's not going to manipulate and destroy innocent lives. Who's not going to enslave my people. We can aid you. We can help you in the palace. Your siblings will fight you. We just need one thing from you. What's that? We need your help getting into the dragon's den. Uh, where's the dragon's den? Uh, you know it's located, like, kind of below the city. Kind of like, uh, there's, like, caves along the side of this dead god that the dragons go in and out of. But you know that there is a royal access way in the deeper part of the castle. Okay. Aid us in getting to the dragon's den. And we can help you get the horn. But if you're found by your siblings, you could die. I'm supposed to be out here basically destroying you guys. I need to go back. I need to be able to prove I've done something. I'm going to need to go. I have to go back with something. Information. Heads. Anything. I can't go back empty-handed. They need to believe the story I'm going to spin. They click a few times, looking back and forth, before they reach into like a pocket, and they pull out this medallion of the Shining God. You can show them that you found this. That symbols of the Shining God are here. I do not believe they've located one yet. Hold on, what is, what is this? It's a medallion of the Shining God, so it's like a sunburst with a set of smiling teeth. You often see the cultists wearing these. Okay. Where did I get this? Like, I I killed one of them and found a medallion, or is this something important, or...? You may kill me. Bring me back with this medallion. Show them. There is collusion between the Hive and the Shining God. They suspect it, but now you have clear evidence. Okay. I need you to bring this to the Dragon's Den, though. And they hand you this bag. It looks like a well-worn leather bag. And it's uh, maybe about a little bit bigger than the size of your fist. And it's just, like, tied off. Okay. When you get near a nest, open the contents of this bag. Do not... Open it before then, and do not hold this bag once you've opened it. I'd recommend throwing it. I throw it into the dragon's den? Once you get near a nest, you'll see they'll have eggs. Place it near there. We will not touch the eggs. Okay. They nod at you, and they they hold their hands out to the side. Praise be to our shining god. And they just stare up at the, the sky waiting for you to kill them. Yeah. Make it quick. So you cut the head off. It comes off pretty easily. A lot easier than you'd expect. Your blade just sings right through it. And now you have this body and you're on top of a roof. Okay. I go back. I, I head back to the castle. I keep that one bag. I'm gonna keep it in the same pocket as the flower like on your chest or i guess yeah a little bit bulky yeah i'll just keep it in a a different 
pocket or something. Maybe on the in- inside of my studded leather armor or something. You left your armor. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But we'll say like you got clothing. Say you just got like you know like a you got like a tunic and like maybe like a, a jacket over top of it. So you just like put it in like a pocket. Okay. Yeah. And so you you hop down from this roof, like you throw the body down, and then you hop down. And while you're going through the streets, it doesn't take long for the undead guards to find you and join up with you. And they don't say anything. They just go right behind you and keep following you. A lot of people are looking at you and giving you a really wide berth as they see you hauling around this dead gif. And more whispers are heard. You can hear the odd word like, it happened again. The queen's men, they're just killing the gif. They're slaughtering us like cattle. And you're going through these crowds that are all staring somewhat angrily towards you and the guard. Angrily. If I do that, I'll stop and I'll yell just at the top of my lungs. I'll just be like, go to your homes now, you know, like. They quickly shuffle out of the area, like a lot of them just leave. And you make your way back up to the palace where a number of guards, they salute you as you step inside. And you see there standing is your sister, Shandine's, as she sees you hauling in this dead gith. Greetings, brother. Word of your victory has reached our ears. Where's mother? She's looking into something in her private chambers. Shall we summon the family? Mm Mm-hmm. Very well. And uh, she just starts walking away to where you're... You remember there's like a kind of like a meeting room that often uh, the group would gather there. You enter into this study, because I imagine you're following along. Yep. So you enter into the study after going through like hallway after hallway. There's these large, beautiful pictures that are painted along the sides of like different gift rulers. But it doesn't go very far before it hits your mother. And then it's just like picture after picture after picture of your mother at different states of her life. And you make it to this study, and there's like a, a lot of overstuffed chairs and different ones. And once again, it has very much that theme, like everyone has their own chair. As you go in there, it already appears that you're the last one to enter, just after Shandine's. And your mother looks over at you. What? This better be good. I'll throw the head at her feet. You killed one. And then I'll throw the medallion at her foot. The medallion goes and sails, and it shines a bit. When it catches the light, it gets like a glow to it as it drops and rolls to the ground. The smile is set up, and you notice that there's a few more teeth in it than when you first received it. Like, the smile's a little bit larger. Mm. What is this? What is this symbol you throw before me? You don't recognize it? She glares down at it. Can access your memory? Ah, the shining god. She picks it up with like a nail goes underneath the chain as she holds it up, looking at it. It just sort of like spins a little bit back and forth. The smile, smiling, a little bit of blood is dripping from the smile of like fresh teeth that looked like they were just added. Is everybody in the room? Yep. Okay. Interesting. So it is here after all. I take a few steps, and I look everyone in the eyes, and I, the last person I look at is Narmak, 
And I, I look at him when I say this. And I say, the hive and the shining god are working together, and this proves it. And then I look at Mother. Yes. The shining god is an, an annoying entity, searching after other divine beings consuming them. Hmm. Have you found any of their plans out? Anything they're looking for? I don't fully understand what's going on. Ah, it's fair you've only been here for a part of a day. Still, you've made more progress in this lot. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of look at you with this look of annoyance. So, you require anything, MZ? How is it that you have no equipment? Where is your armor? Your items? You walk around like a common guard. I'm more powerful than I look. I'm good at what I do. You must be dressed for your station. She snaps her fingers and this like black energy swirls in the middle of the room on this table. And you see this beautiful like gem encrusted armor is there and it's this studded leather. It looks very well made and there's like a soft glow to it at first and then the glow fades. You must at least look like a prince if you wish to act like a prince. Put this on. Yep, I'll don my armor. So this is plus one studded leather armor. Oh, nice. My AC is 16 then. MZ, we've been waiting so long for your return. I have a gift for you. She steps out from where she was standing. It was like in a little bit of shadow. And holding out her hands, you watch as this sword materializes in her hands. And it is a liquid silver gift blade. Oh. And you watch as she takes the handle and snaps it off. And places the handle on the table and brings the rest of the sword to you. Take this, my dear son. Use it with pride. She snaps the handle off it? So she's just giving me a blade? Yep. I'll hold my hands out for the blade. So this blade, the moment it touches your hands, you feel the blade like turning into this liquid as it starts coating your hands. And at first it feels really cold as it's going over you and starts heating up. And then you feel a million tiny pinpricks as it's going up your arms and you're watching as blood is starting to well out of your arms and hands you take 10 points of damage and you watch this liquid silver go inside your body and you see it like merging in you look as it's going through your veins these veins that are pulsing this blue light are now have this like silver trim on the outsides of it and your weapons are now considered to be silver weapons okay so on top of already being plus one so, one of the abilities now with your swords, if you attack a creature's astral body, aka a creature that's under the effect of, like, astral projection, and the attack... Okay, so somebody's, like, projecting themselves. Like, uh, much like when you encounter Giles using a skin suit, mm -hmm. the moment you hit them, if your attack hits, you instantly sever that connection and destroy it. Yeah, that's basically, like... 
Like that's uh, I've fuck I've read about this too. Basically, it's like when Kelsar and them come here, right? There's a way for them to come here where their bodies are still. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm getting at. And it's like. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like this cord that's to them or something. So you'd instantly sever that and send creatures back that don't belong. Okay, gotcha. So now you have this silver like running. You feel it at first going through your body, and it feels awkward and strange, but you slowly get accustomed to it as it's moving through your arms. Does uh, Sagoth have a cord? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to do it. Just curious. Yeah, you I could. could. I could. <laughs> you piss the hell off him. You feel this, and your other family, they're all, like, staring at you. Your mother's looking at you with pride. Yeah. You are now an official gith warrior. You have earned your silver sword. I'll bow. Not for slaying this paltry creature. I've looked through your memories. I've seen the beings that you fought. Oblivion. You cut the very head off them. That was quite a feat. That was a good fight. I am proud to call you my son. I look at Narmak when she says that. He just, he has so much hate in his eyes. Like your other siblings, they kind of look proud. They're like, look at our, look at our little brother. Yeah, I look at them and I like, I'm nodding my head. Then I look at Narmak. It's like, fuck you. I give him the fuck you eyes. (laughs) And he's just like, he hates you so much. Just like gripping onto his staff. Well then, I shall take my leave. Look more into this group, MZ. The rest of you do not fail me. And they they all bow. And you see Sargoth and Shundines both leave again really quickly. And the other two are still there, like... Narmak is just fucking staring daggers at you, and Aerith mm-hmm. is just kind of, uh, she's lazing back in a chair, her feet are up as she's looking at the ceiling. Well, I need to speak with Narmak. Narmak, I could use some of your wisdom. <laughs> Take a walk with me. Very well. And he, he bows to his sister and, and looks over at you and starts heading out. Yeah, I'll bow to her as well, I guess. She nods at the two of you. As the doors close behind you, you start walking through the hallway. What is it you need, MZ? I've been here for a day, and I've figured out more than anyone else could. What do you think I've learned? What does it matter? Say it. Tell me. I don't know what you could have learned out there. You have strange powers. You're friends with strange entities. If you were ruler... What kind of ruler would you be? I would be the ruler the Gith need. I would take us beyond these petty citadels in the stars. I would give us worlds. I would give us empires. No more living on scraps of hate. Would you become like Mother? I would never become like her. Why do you play these games, MZ? Why do you ask me these things? What about our people? I always have our people's intention in my heart. Their best intentions. 
What about you, Emsie? You've been gone for so long. Have you forgotten what it's like to walk through the streets of Tulnarath? Not once have I ever forgotten it. You walk with these lesser races? This tiefling? A, a dwarf? A half-elf? A dragonborn? And who do you walk with? No one? I walk with beings of great power. I walk with the gith. And you walk with the hive? Uh, roll an insight. 18. Alright. You see just for a split second, his eyes go a little wide, and then he, like, composes himself. I don't know what you're talking about. I would never walk with the hive. Quit playing games with me. I'm a lot more clever than you are. Like I said, I've figured everything out, and I've been here for a day. Mother's precious pet. (laughs) I want her gone, and so do you. Why do you want her gone? You're the only one who's actually of her blood, did you know that? Uh, No, I didn't. You're her child? She's... Destroying our people. I want to take us... I'll mimic... I'll say exactly what he just said to me a few minutes ago. I'll say, you know, I want... I want beyond living on these scraps of hate. And, you know, I I see empires. I see... Roll of persuasion. Uh, 11. He's... He's looking over you. What is it you need my help with, MZ? You'll never overthrow her by yourself. I'll never overthrow her by myself. You propose? If... If you help me. And if... You promise... To do exactly what you say and to stop... All this... Bullshit... That's going on. Make sure our people have good lives. Enough of this... Slavery... I will leave. I'll be gone. I know you want me gone. You make it to his room, and hes he opens up the door, and he's, he's stopped. You see inside, there's a lot of lab equipment, a large bed that's shoved off into the corner, just scores of books and bookshelves. All right. I do want you gone. But if you don't, if we go through with this, and we win, if we both live and you become ruler, and you you turn out to be exactly like her, I will kill you. I will come for you, and I will kill you. That is not a fear I have. I will never become her. Very well, MZ. We have ourselves a deal. And he holds out his hand. Yeah, I'll shake his hand. Come in. No one should hear us in here. Okay. So the door closes behind you and you hear like a little pop. And like there's a little, like your ears kind of, you get that feeling like air's been displaced and your ears got to pop. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, you've heard from the hive. You're aware of what Mother's doing. Yeah. You're aware of what we need to get that horn. Yes, I need the horn. They want the horn destroyed, I need the horn. Why do you need the horn? I need to use the horn to put that creature to sleep it's extremely powerful i'm not going to kill it no one's going to kill it there's other instruments uh there's harp 
uh, drums, the horn, and basically these instruments are needed to put this creature back into a slumber. I looked into this horn. Its origins is from hell, it appears. One of the deepest layers. Now this horn, it cannot easily be grabbed. It cannot easily be used. If you grab onto this horn, you must be ready to fight it. It'll try to take over your mind. Our mother is powerful. She can control this horn and bend it to her will. But you better hope that your mind is just as powerful. What is it you need me to do? I don't know what I need you to do. I need to get into uh, the dragon's den. He He's walking. He moves one of his books and sets it down and takes a seat. Your eye catches something. It's just the corner, uh, the tiniest glimpse. But you see over by a nightstand at his bed, you see a white stone. Okay. The dragon's den. All right. <sighs> to get there, you have to go through the guard barracks. It's where the royal guard is staying. They are all very loyal to mother. They're not just going to let you through without good reason. But if we made a distraction... Yes, 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 yes. I think I might know what to do. I found an interesting item on my, one of my travels. This, this stone. And he walks over to his bedside and he picks up this white stone and brings it over. It seems to give people power. It's not working for me, but... I think if I use this on someone else, I can make a distraction. Don't use the stone. Why? In fact, you should just give it to me. You want this stone? Yeah. Why should I give it to you? I haven't lied to you yet, have I? That stone will probably kill you. He's looking down at it and looking at you, weighing his options. I saw this white stone in your dream. What is it? I don't even fully know. But anyone who's touched it, I've basically seen die. I've looked through the paladin boy's mind a little bit. I got seared. He pulls back there are sleeves. He always had his sleeves really down over his hands. Pulls back on his right arm. You see a portion of his arm has this blue, like, burned skin. Like a handprint, as if he was grabbed on the forearm. And then he pulls the robe back down. Some being of flame grabbed me while I was in that paladin's boy's mind, and <laughs> he feared this stone, and that's, that's when I went to look for it. Mm-hmm. Him and I had similar deaths. It involved that white stone. All right. Well, then what kind of distraction do you propose we make, then, to make the royal guard leave that area? Let me use this stone. I can use it and control it. You can't. I'll use it on one of the servants here. No, don't. Don't use that stone. Your cowardice is going to get us killed. No, it's not. That's, that stone, that stone will get us killed. Then you take this stone, then. He holds it out to you. I don't even want to touch it. I... I grab a cloth, anything he's got around. I do not want to touch it. 
So you you take this cloth and uh, you wrap it over the stone, and it feels warm and good, and you feel something that you don't think you've ever really felt before. Something it's it's weird, so you don't know how to exactly place it, but you almost feel loved. Oh yeah, like a parent. It's looking after you. Yeah. You have it, like, wrapped up in this cloth. I, I say to him, do you get feelings of just... I don't know if it's power, but it's it's something coming from this stone? No. It just feels like a stupid rock. I don't know how to make it work. I figured using it on someone else would work. Zin. Zin felt powerful with, with the stone. Before he was killed. Zin... Who's Zin? Is this one of your your soldier buddies? Yeah. Alright. Uh, maybe it works more on people of martial power rather than spellcasting capability. Okay. Well, I can't think of any distraction. We would need something absolutely ridiculous to make these royal guards do anything to leave the castle. And suddenly, you hear a loud explosion. Come out uh, from outside. And there's, like, windows in this this room and everything. Uh, yeah, I run to the window. Looking outside, you see a very dazed-looking paladin holding on to a flaming sword, a dwarf with golden arms, a half-elf with a pompadour and a golden suit, and a dragonborn with a large mechanical creature beside him as a number of gith start swarming out of the castle. Meanwhile, in the heart of the Gif Yankee castle of Tulnaroth. Ah, Sargov, my dear son, what have you brought me? Mother, I have brought you the final piece. The ritual can begin. What? You found it? Where did you find this? The heart. The heart of a demigod, almost changed into a god. With this, if we place it inside of you, you should be able to ascend to godhood. I am overjoyed. When I pulled you out of the depths of hell, I knew, I knew there was great Things you can bring to this family are going to change the worlds, Sargoth. As long as we get revenge, I am content with aiding you. Of course, my dear son. Of course, the ruler of Dis shall fall, and you can sit on that throne. Thank you, 
mother. Now, let us prepare. Oh, Death Shift. They always know how to make such an entrance. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna get out of this one, travelers. This is a doozy. And Enzi is the actual son of the Githyanki Queen. The legitimate son. That's something to think about, my goodness. And MZ's working with the Hive? Honestly, the Hive freaked me out. Little bugs crawl in your ear, eat your brain, become you. That's freaky. That's worse than a changeling, because at least a changeling's just... Oh, look at me, I'm you now, and then they, you know, they kill you. This thing's wearing you. Freaky stuff. The Hive creeped me out. Alright, travelers. I do hope you enjoyed today's tale. And if you want more ballad goodness, we have a lot of opportunities for you to hear more. Head on over. Head on over every Tuesday at 6.30pm Central on Twitch or YouTube and listen to Rise of Neolathotep. And if you're curious, what's Rise of Neolathotep about wing over? Well... Check out the podcast feed. We have the season one recap there. I'm sure you can hear it all. Also, we have another show that we do, which we'll probably be changing up soon. We want to bring in all sorts of new things that we're doing. But currently, we are running The Lost Tower of Ambrosia. And we're actually looking at changing that into a podcast. We'll have another feed where we showcase a lot of uh, Lost Tales of Ballad, we're, we're thinking about calling it. So it should be a lot of fun. And if you also want uh, to support the show, head on over to our Patreon. For just $3 a month, you can have access to hours upon hours of extra audio content. That's one-shots, audio journals, lore episodes on NPCs, audio dramas. There is so much content, not to mention monthly updates. So check it out. Just $3 a month. And if you want to get yourself some sweet shirts... I'm doing so much promo right now. If you want to get yourself a sweet shirt, maybe a, a little notebook that has some Battle of the Seven Dice, uh, sweet symbols and logos and designs and all that good stuff, head on over to our website, battleofthesevendice.com, and click on the store and get to checking out some rad stuff. All right, travelers. I'm heading off because I'm just tired. Sometimes bards get tired. All right, travelers. I bid you all adieu.